We're going to go. We're going to go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's Lot with Abby Chatfield, another week. Um, so, what's happening this week for Abby? Honestly, guys, I've been pretty anxious and pretty stressed. Um, antidepressant update, not going well. But back on them, and um, I'm buzzing in the worst way. I am, like, fucking not well. Like, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sitting here, like, quite jittery. I'm, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm still adjusting to it, but also I can't have I can't have cummies anymore. I know what's going on, so I'm sad about that. What else? Oh, stop seeing that guy that we <laughs> timeline three weeks. Stop seeing that guy that was really nice. That was like very. What did he do again? What did I do in the podcast? He let me have like emotional space and like we love him. We both decided, I think when I was away, that we're just better off as friends. It kind of fizzled. And then when I got back, I saw him and I was like, I think we need to talk. And it was like, thank God. And I was like, thank God. So it was just like us laughing, being like, oh my God, we should just be friends. So that's the update. I mean, we love him. He helped me a lot. And the good thing is, I think this is the first person that I've ever like, not that we date, we're dating, but let's just say dated in theory, ever like had been like seeing that I've like learned a lot from. And I'm like, wow, that person actually left me better than how they found me. And that's nice. And I feel like it's all worth it. Where maybe a year ago or two years ago, pre-therapy, I'd be like, oh, like we both didn't want to be together. But like the rejection, like why didn't you want to be with me? I'm like, no, like we just weren't good. We weren't good. We just weren't like phenomenal romantically. We're phenomenal as friends. And like we can do that and I can learn things from him. I feel like in our friendship, I will continue to grow a more secure attachment style from him. So cheers to vibe, I guess. I'm drinking a Furphy, by the way. Not sponsored. Where's our Furphy sponsorship? We really dragged our feet on that. Sorry. We'll, I'll get I'll get straight to that. Thank you, Elise. But yeah, that's my update. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. You've mentioned before. Hello, producer Elise, everyone. Chumming in. Yay. Ding, ding, dong. I've got a question, Ms. Chaffield. What do you mean by anxious attachment style? Because you talked about it a few times and I've just nodded along, but I've just thought I don't actually know what that is. Oh, my God. That's so true. I think because all my friends are equally as damaged as I am, except for one of them, Georgie. Secure attached bitch. (laughs) Georgie Knight, hot and securely attached and smart. So let's get the definition up, actually, so I don't get this wrong because people are going to be like, you can't give mental health advice. Which is true. I can't. So I've Googled this and this is what I'm reading. It's been expert reviewed by Kelly Gonzalez and reviewed by Christina Hallett, PhD, ABPP. And there's a tick next to it, which means it's right. The article reads as follows. Why are some people very aloof and unattached in their relationships while others are clingy and need constant validation? I'm both, which is wonderful. Actually, cut the camera. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't tell anyone that. Don't reveal my secrets. According to attachment theory, it's because different people have different attachment styles. So basically, it's the way that someone interacts in a relationship and there are four main attachment styles and those are avoidant, which is like I would say my ex-boyfriend that I love, any emotion that's like an extremely good or obviously bad, but like a good emotion, they'll get scared and they'll turn off and they'll like self-preservation mode. Like when things get serious and things are nice, they're like, oh, ah, this is actually too scary for me. I'm backing away. I'll ignore you for days. I'm very, they're very independent. They're very, you know, closed off emotionally. They don't really get vulnerable very much. They just are like, I am here. And they often attract people who are anxiously attached because anxiously attached people, from what I've seen on my favorite, favorite, favorite YouTuber, Dr. Kirk Honda, 
if we can get him on a lease, I will at least only understand. I love him. He has a YouTube called Psychology in Seattle and he analyzes reality shows and it's psychologist reacts to 90 Day Fiance. And I watch, I'm not kidding, seven hours at a time of this. Like I will spend all day doing work watching Dr. Kirk Conda. He's really good. And he talks about a lot about attachment theory. And basically he's like, so what happens is it's like from my childhood, obviously my dad left when I was born, goals. That's how I mean like have abandonment issues and therefore want to like make everyone love me and they anxiously attaches like inconsistencies in like parental love. Not from my mum, but from my dad. Mum's iconic. So it's like I'm, I'm doing all I can to make someone love me, like, like being like quote unquote clingy. I don't think I am outwardly. I'm inwardly psycho, but no one ever knows. Like, no one ever knows that I'm psycho. Like, until we're actually dating. And I'm like, by the way, like, I'm not psycho, actually. I'm just, I just get, like, very, like, I'm like, oh, I think this person hates me. And, like, it's, like, an insecurity thing. And I'm like, they're not talking to me. So, therefore, they've, like, forgotten that I exist. Like, I struggle with accepting people have object permanence when it comes to me. I think if not with them, they forgot that I existed. You're like a baby. I'm like a baby. Mm. No, no, a cute, cute baby. baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I then reenact my past trauma by dating people who are avoidant because I want to confirm that my worldview is correct in that people always avoid me and won't want to give me what I quote unquote deserve. And that's just how the world is. So I try and reenact that trauma over and over again. And that's why I've dated multiple men who are avoidant and therefore that just makes my attachment injury much worse because then I'm like well look there's this guy this guy there's like five like I could list that are like this that are very avoidant and that's what reinstates my idea that I'm 90% good enough for everyone and the worst culprit for that was The Bachelor if nothing is telling you that you are 90% good enough for coming second on The Bachelor what is so it like reinforces my attachment injury but my therapist told me something fun And that is that I am becoming anxious and avoidant, which is really exciting for everyone, which is the quote unquote, and people will get mad at me and say, there isn't a worse one. There is a worse one. And it's anxious avoidant. I don't care. Obviously, I'm not a psychologist. Disclaimer. Also, it's a worse one for you. Because it's awful. Because you're the person experiencing it. Mm. So you're like, it's subjectively awful for you because you're not enjoying what it was and now it's becoming something worse for you it's come it's become worse for me because now what happens is i'm getting better i think because of therapy because i went once she flagged this i was like oh fuck but like with that guy that i was seeing who was really nice to me and really securely attached i called him one day like i I need to like i can't do this like this i don't i don't know why you're being nice to me like this is really confusing i need to go and he's like calm the fuck down like it was like i don't know why you're freaking out and then he's like, I'm not going anywhere. Just, just, it's fine. So I then want to like cut people off. But I, I think that was like a mere moment. That was like a week or two where I was like being kooky. Although my therapist hasn't seen me in three weeks. So she's probably going to, she's missed a few seasons. I'm worried for her. We're going to have to have like a four hour catch up. Love you, babe. So there's, a, there's anxious avoidant. On this scale, it says fearful avoidant, but it's the same thing. And then there's secure. Like a secure person could not talk to you for a week. And it's like because they know that you're going to be there and they're not like, they're like, oh, they don't understand your anxious attachments. They're like, oh, like I told them I'll see them on Monday. I don't need to confirm that. We're both busy. They have their own thing going on. But then like an avoidant person could be like, I'm not talking to them because I don't want to get close to them. But like it's all about like motivation. Like, the same actions can be different motivations. Could it also be 
probably yes neither of us are experts no we'll need that exactly as well no one come for me like yeah. we'll get a psychologist on eventually yeah i will figure it out but until now let's speculate let's speculate <laughs> this is all a question mark but don't I feel sue like us i have different types of attachment styles with different people like i have my really good best mate I cannot talk to her for ages. She lives in Queensland now and, like, we will talk once every six months. Yes, I have – yes. But so my friendships, I'm very secure in friendships. Mm. But relation, what do you like in relationships? Uh, just then before when you were describing <laughs> being like, well, this person is off me and I hate them or if they like me, I don't like them anymore. I have never addressed that in my past life. My past life? Like, I died. My past life. I've never addressed it. In my early 20s, when I was dating people, that is a thousand percent what I would do. Mm. I've just had a light bulb moment. Yeah. Like, oh, people would be interested in me. As soon as they were interested, I was like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of... I used to write that when I was, like, 17. And then now it's more it's more complex than that. Now it's like, oh, I really like this person. They like me. But I'm like, oh, not even like, well, fuck you. I still, still like them, but I'm like, oh. Do you know what's fucked? On the plane to Darwin, I was watching a movie and there was like this happy couple like in bed on episode – oh, sorry, it was a series, episode one, they're like happy. My first thought was, oh, God, they're going to break up. Like in my – I was like, oh, and they did. Mm. And I was – and it added to my anxiety. I was like – because it wasn't even like the point. It was like episode four they started breaking up. Like it, the the point of it was they were like this happy couple. And I was like, oh, God, but then what's going to happen when one of them leaves? And that was my first thought. I was like, why would you get comfortable like that? Because like one of them's going to leave. Like like someone's going to do something fucked. So you're just using this to gather evidence to put in your binder of, yes, yeah, see, I was right. People will do this. Yeah, and I am right. I need so, to get you a new binder. Yeah, we're I'm not your binder. therapist, but I'm going to get you a new fucking binder. Get me a new binder. <laughs> that's why That's why this guy, <laughs> I said his name, that's why this this person that I was seeing is very good because he's very secure. So then I saw a TikTok the other day from a therapist that was like, a good way to heal anxious attachment is to have secure attachments in your life. And the reason my good therapy is good for anxious attachments is because your therapist is your secure attachment. So you can tell them anything and they will still be there and they will still respond in a good way, even though you're paying them. But also obviously dating someone who's secure. And also like, I'm not like fucked. I just, I think everything is a prank. I think people be nice to me. I'm like pranked. Like I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, and that's not an unreasonable way to think because, as we said before, you were literally dumped on national television. Yeah, I think I fucked up quite a lot, to be Mm. quite frank. I think as well, like the three times on TV and then getting trolled for it and being like, no one's ever going to love you is like quite bad. It's quite hard to change that inner voice when a lot of outer voices who you don't know are reaffirming it. Yeah, and being like, we can see that you're unlovable. I saw, I, I. I saw like a comment on like a Kyle and Jackie O thing that was like, I can see Abby has a lot of problems and hopefully she can work through them, but someone is ever going to love her. And I'm like, I'm hot and funny and iconic and I have perfect titties and really good sucking dick. And it's like... <laughs> no, you like, don't need to give any excuses. You're just a really, like, you're a nice person. I'm nice enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm doing a lot of things and... It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, look, I've got my own podcast. I have thoughts and stuff. But it just kind of adds into that thing. I think it's getting worse the more and more I'm, like, in the public eye because I just feel like the pranking thing's bad. As well because that guy that um, asked me on a date and then it turned out that he didn't know who I was. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, you think that I'm an idiot? Yeah, that's the anxious thing. And then secure, like, normal people, which I don't really understand, like, how they're secure. But they've obviously like, not been through, like, trauma or, like, and they've had, like, normal relationships. Or they've just found someone who is incredibly into whatever their kink is so they can trust each other. 
Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Like, that would be nice. I'll tell people your secrets if you fucking yeah. <laughs> I will fucking tell everyone everything. We're not broken people. We're not broken. It's like I'm thinking about a blackmail at all. Yeah. I don't know. I was getting better and then, fuck, I don't know. I don't know if I'm getting better. I think it's just like, I think as well, sometimes I do think this. So then I had these thoughts about like attachment styles because you are different with different people. Like someone who is secure. Like I didn't feel like I was anxiously attached to this guy that I was seeing. I felt like I was just like normal and I am because I'm like secure in myself as a person. This is the thing people understand. Like people are like, how are you? Like you're so confident. And I'm like, yeah, as who I am as a human, like standalone. Fuck yeah. I have amazing friends. I have amazing family. I have an amazing job. Like I am stoked. When it comes to relationships, because of mainly because of that one ex-boyfriend, it was like I was tricked at every corner. Plus, being on TV three times, being and the whole narrative being like Abby got dumped, even though the last two times that like, wasn't accurate. But the narrative was that, and the DMs were that. That then makes me scared of relationships. In relationships, I'm like, oh, there's something that's off about me. Oh, something's off center. When ex-boyfriend that you loved, mm. how old were you when you were dating that person? 21 to 25. So On did, and off. did you date anyone before that person? Yes, and he was, I would argue, as awful. Oh, okay. He I was, was going to say, what were relationships like before that person? Well, he was, he was, it was more secure. It was more consistent, but it was also like he was lying about like basic aspects of his life. Right. Like just lies. owning his apartment. Right. Lied about having cancer. Yeah. So it's like before him, I think I was like much more normal. I was like an eight out of 10 normal. And then my like childhood trauma was like teetering and then he like exacerbated it so much. And then now it plays into this thing. Like when I'm with people, it's not like I'm like, oh, like my dad left, therefore everyone's going to leave. It's not that. It's like this specific person would lie to me this much and give me this expectation of like would tell me he's going to do things and just simply not do it so regularly, like literally twice a week. Like it was like, I'll come over tonight. I'm on my way. And then just wouldn't come. And then the next day we'll just rock up at my house. So it was inconsistent. It was either like you're obsessed with me or like you don't even know that I exist anymore. And that's where the object permanence issue comes from because he would just like get with, like just cheat on me. Anyway, so that I think that fucked me up much more. And then everyone I've dated since then, then well, I, I would get back with him and like we'd still talk and then like, you know, I'd be dating someone else and we'd still be getting lunch every day together. And I'd still be not fucking him. I would still be like fucking with him. Like we'd still be talking and calling each other and be like, I love you. Like I love you. I love you. And then that stopped. And then other people that I've dated, this most recent one has been, has been good, but I haven't really dated. So I think it's just like, yeah, that plus getting DMs saying that no one's ever going to love you is like a bit shit, you know? And being like, why would anyone want to be with you? But yeah, I think people just, I it just, it just, everything is just a bit much for me in regards to relationships and dating. And I just, also, I'm so fucking busy. Like, I'm like, why would I spend my time, like, getting hurt when I could just hang out with my girlfriend who I fucking love and have, like, such a fun time with because I'm securely attached to those bitches because they're my fucking favorite people in the world. But it's like, why would I do that? So, yeah, that's the anxious thing. And then and then we need to get a psychologist on to talk about it because it's actually really interesting and we talk about how to heal from it because, like, I think that, again, it depends. If someone's not shown me anything to be concerned about, I'm okay. But when things remind me of my ex-boyfriend, I'm like, oh, like this is really fucking scary that I want to pull away because I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this again. Like 
I was seeing this guy and someone told me that he was a narcissist and I was like, wow, okay, probably should not say that person ever again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like one thing and I'm like, oh, I don't want this to repeat itself. Like, I can't do another five years of this. I can't, I, I can't have five more years of my fucking, I can't have my also, I also am pissed off lately because I'm like, you wasted my fucking early twenties. Fuck you. I would sit in my fucking bed, paralyzed with anxiety and this bitch would not be replying to me and be getting other girls the fucking Getting other girls, I'm not trying to calm down. Other girls at the pub, and I'm sitting here developing a fucking attachment issue while he is fucking other girls and being like, texting and being like, actually, not texting me at all. Mm. Next day, being like, I can't do this. And I'm like, obviously, you can't fucking do it. Anyway, so that's the anxious, that's the attachment theory. Thank you for sharing. I mean, that's how I understand it anyway. And I think it's interesting when you find someone securely attached and then they can like really. The way you respond to them is like so different than someone who's. A, but I think it's good actually now because I can tell when I'm better at telling when someone's avoidant, and therefore I'm like I have nothing to do with you. Like I'm not doing this. Like, but if someone's secure, I think I'm more like oh yeah cool like we'll give it a go. But like if someone shows like three or four signs of being avoidant, I just don't even like bother. I'm like I'm not doing this. So this That's is not, growth. This is not fun for me, and I'm and I know that I will not enjoy this, and also you'll exacerbate my fucking attachment issues even more and like i don't have time for therapy twice a week like i have fucking time for this shit another thing that fucking irritates me okay here we go so my friend seisha love you babe seisha and i were talking the other day about how guys do this girls do not do this uh i'm sure girls do but like as a whole in my experience if i fuck a girl and like we're not gonna have sex again like it just like bye like it's cute like you say goodbye and like kiss whatever but i feel like a lot of men just will like pretend that they want more than they do because they think it's what the and I well like she she's crazy like she wanted and it's like you're the one taking me on dates and be like don't fall in love with me like ah. it's like babe you're the one encouraging this simply don't do that women women also want to have fuck buddies like we also want like in fact I would argue more so than men like the women that I know we're like. I just want to fuck someone. Like, it's great. It's casual. I'm busy. I'm like, I have a career. I have things to do. Like, I don't want to be tied down, but I do want good sex with someone. I want to hang out with a friend. That's fucking great. It's like this thing that media has put into their minds, but I have to like whine and dine her in order to get her to fuck me. And it's like, that's deceptive. That's manipulative. What are you doing? Like, just don't. If you like someone, do it. If you like, no, it's just sex. Don't do it. Because it's fine to just have sex. Just be like, hey, like, I want to just fuck you. I really like this person, but I don't see this growing romantically, either because I'm not ready or because, like, I don't really feel that way about you. That's fine. Be honest. Otherwise, you think you're being nice, but you're actually not being kind. Mic drop, I guess. Oh, my God. It's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again? So this is nice and short and sweet, but also very horrifying for any person with a penis. I accidentally sliced the head of my boyfriend's penis. (laughs) Sliced makes me feel like there was a razor blade involved. That makes me feel like there was like... A clean cut, which is not ideal. Hit it, Elise. <laughs> so to clarify, I was giving him a blowjob 
and I have one of those wires behind the back of my bottom teeth from when I had braces. No, no. And the stuff that they put over the end to make it not sharp has over time started to come off. I can't. I'm not sure I can handle this today. Okay, so she's got the wire behind her now. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was down there doing my thing, but I started to get that like metallic blood taste in my mouth. And I was like, this is strange. Doesn't taste like dick anymore. Ah, uh, doesn't doesn't taste like dick at all. So I looked at it. Yep, there was a two to three centimeter line where I had sliced open the head of his penis. Yes. Definitely killed the mood, but there you go. There's some nightmare fuel for you. Two to three centimetre. That's an inch, Elise, as the Americanos call it. That's a fucking inch. Are you joking? I am. Imagine if someone's sucking on your clit and you're like, yes, yes, eat that pussy. And then you have a two, you wouldn't, I mean, you know, two to three centimetres. But you could. How did he not did he feel it? That's my question. <laughs> How did he wait till she was How like, this tastes funny? Yeah, why why was it aren't penises sensitive? Aren't there aren't you know, I would assume if they're a sexual organ they're sensitive, right? Like having a dick is sensitive. Why, why, why? Delilah. <laughs> I mean, look, maybe he had a bit of a pain kink and that's why he didn't say anything. But, like, I've accidentally used, like, teeth before and there's been, like, a huh! Like, don't do that. So, like, a, a slice. A slice. A mandoline. As they say on TikTok. It's too many. That's enough slices. It's enough slices. It's enough fucking slices. Imagine, imagine going down on your boyfriend and you've also... <laughs> Because it's engorged with blood, is the blood flow high? Is the blood flow high? Spurting. It's a spurter. Spurt. It's a spurter. And then when, oh my God, and then, okay, okay, okay. And then when it gets hard, it's scabbing, right? So when it when it gets hard, it's going to break open the scab again and again and again and again. And he's going to have spurting blood out of that naughty little worm for like weeks, like if you have like a cut in your like finger, like it like keeps break, but the finger doesn't grow, it grows. Let's hope he was a shower, not a grower. Oh right, let's, let's hope he's not a grower. Fucking hell. Let's hope he's fingers crossed, Ellen. I mean, I am concerned. Speaking of, I'm um, giving hair to cakes. Two things. A, I think I need to update a glug it up because. I mean, you guys are loving it, but I also did that when I was like a few red wines deep on the floor of my living room in Brisbane, and it's a bit outdated. I've also learned a few more things, and I feel like I didn't articulate it as well as I could have because I didn't think anyone would listen to it, so I, I thought it was funny. But a big thing that I was talking to some girls about when I was in Brisbane was um, just a reminder to everyone, like, again, everyone's different. Your particular partner may not like this disclaimer. People were going to make, oh, my. Okay, cool. When you are sucking a penis, remember to actually, like, suck. So I've heard around town, which I wouldn't, you know, I obviously can suck a dick. 
You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not very good at eating pussy. I'll admit that. I'm still learning. But sucking a dick is like my forte. I actually practice on dildos. I am like, I masturbate while sucking dildos on the wall. And that's a guarantee that I will continue to learn and evolve for this podcast, for the content. I will film it and I will send it to multiple people who I'm sexting. Me sucking dick. But some people literally just like suck, like they put like a tight lip around the appendage and they just uh, 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 back and forth like just like a tight lip and it's like no no you need to like involve your tongue and actually suck like imagine like me so she to- put two fingers in her mouth and then sucked as she pulled but my the tongue out. the tongue needs to also be like licking away, like licking so when you're when you are sucking this penis you need to lick like you're like in like a wave motion and making it really wet and like letting all the saliva in your mouth just like dribble out like you need to like be okay with the dribble. Yeah, and also be like licking and sucking and like when you get to the top, when you get to like the, the knob and like the little string at the end, if you know, retainer permitting. Please don't drive this home only if you have the correct safety measures in place. You need to like lick and like make a motion with the top. Also, from what I've heard, raising experience and also from like what I've noticed reactions, it's not about just like some people, again, will like just deep throating for like, 20 minutes but the most sensitive area is the top so if you just like like get it super fucking wet and like play around with the top then like you're sweet like you don't need to be deep thread left right and center from what i've seen again this could be different but like from what i've noticed when i because i usually ask for a review post head takes a sip of beer Again, because I do everything for you guys. It's for the content. Like the things I do for you all, I ask for reviews. I said last time I was like so what did you like about about the head? And he was like, everything. And I was like, no, no, no. I want facts. I want definitions. I need dot points. I need dot points. I need a review. I need a Yelp review. And I need you to say, this was great. No, if it's a 4.5, give me 4.5. I'm willing to learn. Like, I can't just walk around thinking I've told the people the pinnacle. I haven't. You know, it's different. But often they're like, oh, like, I like when you, like, play with the top. But again, it, it isn't just. I'm sure you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just- like this. You know what I mean? Elise hates ASMR. I hate I'm so, it so much. Anyone with like everything. But you need to like wear that shit up. And you need to also be like sucking like you're sucking out a Zooper Duper. Those things hurt the side of my mouths. Mouths? Yeah, Mouth. that's true. They do. A Zooper Duper, but like a soft Zooper Duper. Zooper Duper without a the hard edges. Zooper Duper. <laughs> a nice, a nice, a meaty, a meaty Zooper Duper. Mm. That could be the title, can it? A meat Zooper Duper. A meaty Zooper Duper. So we'll do an updated Glug It Up when I, I'm going to write, I'm literally going to write down a routine for you bitches. I'm going to write down, because you know I learned how to suck dick because of two people in my life. One was a girl in Brisbane who I had never given head before and she told me her routine and that was my routine for like literally like five years. And then I met my ex-boyfriend and then we had this like thing where he would like teach me how to suck dick and it was like funny. But then it ended up actually being beneficial because and we ended up being like, oh, that was weird. So like everything was like very experimental. So what we need to do, I'm writing a routine for all of you. Kickball change. Five, six, seven, eight. And I'll be in your ears, put AirPods in and then and then suck the dick. Because I really, I really was shocked and horrified that some people that I knew were talking about, oh, you know, I just like suck literally like a tight lip. That's quite bizarre. And then I asked someone, 
I asked someone with a penis and I said, is this a thing? And they said, yeah, like it's like a, like I would say 40% of the time. Do you go lips in or lips out? Because it's hard to get suction with you go lips out. Because okay. the thing is also, I feel like it's, uh, it doesn't look very appealing if you tuck your lips in over your teeth, actually, now that you mention it and I'm looking at you do it. And yeah, no, I feel a bit yuck. <laughs> it's like a, I have like a loose lip. Mm. Loose how do you get good suction? Sink ships. Right. And suck dicks. And Loose lips suck dicks. Think that next time. Loose lips suck dicks. But it's like, but you, get, you don't get suction from your lips. You get suction from the back of your throat. But I have so much tongue. And from your tongue. So put your fingers in your mouth, at least. Don't make me do it. Okay. No. Lips clung. Mm-hmm. Okay, try and do like teeth mm. out. It's from pressure from your tongue up onto the roof okay. of your mouth. No, I feel that. Not from your mouth. I did that in my workplace just now. There's a camera on me. I'm so sorry, That's going to be Nova on the at servers Nova. at Nova. They might bring it out on a Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like... Right. Well, I want to suck some dick. But yeah, so it's so it's the suction that comes from your mouth. It comes from your throat and it comes from your strong tongue. Because isn't that the strongest muscle in your body? I think so. Or you no, know, your heart. I think your heart is supposed oh. to be. Although, well, yeah, yuck. But I will say if you're a bit of a... I don't know. I think I'm a bit of a prude. But just doing that then, putting my fingers in my mouth and sucking, I was like, oh, fuck, that does feel like very strong. Because I'm always worried that my teeth are going to be in the way. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, just test it literally on your hand. You can right. feel what are the risky areas where your teeth are and adjust how strong your tongue Let's and cheeks can together. be. Let's do it all together. Okay. All so together okay. now. Get two, your forefinger and your middle finger, put it in your mouth. Elisa, I'm going to okay. Close <laughs> their mouth. Soft lip, loose lips. Close this. And then, and then lick. And then look up and down your fingers. Just lick gently and then add more suction as you go. Um. No, we're doing this seriously because we're sex positive mm. and I'm not a child. I just don't want Abby to watch me do it. Also, also, what's nice is if you put your fingers to the roof of your mouth, like the, like the end, like obviously the nails is going to hurt, but if you don't, and you can, you know, pop like roof. Oh. And then it's soft up there and you can also trick some it people into thinking you're deep throating. Ooh, it's so soft up there. Babe. Also, I don't gag if it's up there, babe. Yeah. So, uh, oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, simultaneously spit it out, like just like, you know, like I also varieties of spice of life. Anyway, we'll have to do a whole episode on yeah. it. I'm literally making notes for the next yeah. record. Rise, next next record, I will give you a full rundown, and I will think of all my tips. If I, if I go off the cuff, it won't be comprehensive. We need a comprehensive moment. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed. Is that the end of the episode? Yeah, I reckon. Is that, oh, that's it. I'm happy with that. If yeah. Happy with that. yeah, that was a crazy episode. Um, everyone at Nova, keep that footage of Elise. Thank you so much. If you like the podcast, please rate and review on our podcast. If you don't like it, just unsubscribe. No, listen, you know, don't feel like I need to hear about you thinking my voice is annoying or that I have a speech impediment. I'm aware. I need to go to a speech therapist. Instagram, it's Pod. you know, all the things. My Instagram's Abby Chatfield. If you didn't know that, where have you come from? Although there was someone who yes. commented the other day. And, I did, and you embarrassed yourself. I so embarrassed myself because they said I, we posted a video. Well, Abby posted a video of herself talking in the episode when we recorded it. Abby had said, if you're not following me, that would be a bit weird. Mm. And someone wrote in the comments, I, wasn't, I don't follow you or I wasn't following yeah. And I thought they meant they weren't following what you were saying. Yes. <laughs> and then Elise explained the, whatever I was saying. And then she was like, no, I meant. In, 
and it was it was a trap. It I didn't was quite so embarrassing. What... I just wanted to kill myself. Yeah, I'm like I'm never weighing in to comment sections again. I was like, oh, let me just like clear the air for you. And she's like, here. she's like, no. I mean, I wasn't following up on Instagram. I was like, I have some hitches. I need to go back yeah. to. <laughs> so yes, if you follow, if you know, love yous. That's enough of an outro. Bye. Bye.